Hi, my name is Teal, and I'm your host for the SweatNet Be Amazing podcast, where we share stories of amazing women who live in our communities. My hope is that you will feel encouraged and inspired after listening to each episode. Everyone, welcome to the Be Amazing podcast, and I'm so excited because my guest is Melissa, and I'm I'm so excited you're here. So welcome to the show. Yay. Party, <laughs> aka Pink. That's what I like to call you. AKA Pink. I got the head wrap on today. Had to you know wash the hair and take the mohawk down for a bit. So next but- time. With you and Leah, I'll mohawk it up and pink it out for you. Okay, I love it because like that is every time I see you, like that's what I, or somebody asks me about Melissa and I'm like, you mean pink? <laughs> yeah, that's like my nickname in the gym and with my clients. And when I teach my cycle classes, I, they don't call me Melissa, they call me pink. They're like, who's teaching today? Pink. Oh, okay, yeah, we know what her playlist is going to be. <laughs> yeah, freaking love it. And y'all, if you haven't seen her pictures, you're going to have to go to her Instagram handle and check it out because like, I'll make sure I post one that looks like pink when we, when we post this on the, on the site, mm-hmm. like, we'll make sure we have like your photo and then your pink, your, <laughs> your pink photo. There's some from the uh, Be Amazing event that we did where I had pictures and I was in the Harley Quinn outfit. Yes. It's that, that was like Every time, hard. like every time I see the photo, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like that's crazy. Freaking awesome. I loved it. Total so, transformation. Yeah, it's so fun. Um, and really, like, just really quickly, like, that's how we met was through, uh, we were just talking about D introduced us really through Be Amazing Weekend when you came and participated. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I met you, it was like kindred spirit. I was like, who is this woman? Like, she's a freaking badass and I want to get to know her. And so then you and I met for uh, like a coffee date one mm-hmm. one day, not too long. I guess it was it's been a couple months ago now, but um. Mm-hmm we talked even more and I was like, oh, she's such a kindred spirit. So share with everyone a little bit about who you are. Who I am. Oh, wow. Uh, That's a lot. (laughs) I think I've kind of like become quite the enigma as I've gotten older. I think as we get older, we just kind of stop giving an F and we just do what we love with no holds barred. Um, So, I mean, off the top, um, you know, I'm 46 and um, I'm married, been married for almost 26 years now. Oh my gosh, it seems like a long time um, when I put it in the words. Um, <laughs> I have four children um, and three boys, one girl, and I have two granddaughters and another granddaughter on the way in January. So um, I'm a little busy as being a mom. My kids are older, so they're kind of a little more self-sufficient, but you know, you still got to be there as like a little mentor, kind of help guide them through life a little bit. Um, And I have my own fitness brand. I have my own online fitness brand. And then I also am a personal trainer um, in a studio that I share with other trainers um, for private personal training uh, sessions. So I actually, um, really, I guess what is near and dear to my heart now is, is my fitness brand. I created that during COVID. Um, I was in the gym and I was training and training on competing in my first bodybuilding competition and everything shut down, but I was fortunate enough to be a trainer there and have a key. So I was still able to go work out. Um, and 
just being around other friends and, and not having my community around me with all of us being kind of shut in and, you know, trying to look at alternatives to keep people moving and keep that wellness going and, you know, the mental health issues that everybody was suffering during COVID because we had no contact with the outside world and, you know, trying to bring that into people's homes, you know, online with boot camps and circuit training and um, cycle classes online and how to get like the bomb playlists so you feel like you're clubbing even though you're in your living room. Um, and I remember with my girlfriends, every Friday we would do um, Zoom calls and we would do wine Zoom calls. And sometimes we would do like themes, like one, we all bought new heels for our bodybuilding competition. And it was, wear your high heels to the dinner. And we were all sitting <laughs> at our kitchen tables and our sweatpants and our high heels. <laughs> so That's the best. Wear red lipstick and just kind of like do our thing and talk and chat and catch up and just really be supportive of one another. So it really kind of took off from there. Just, it made me realize that for me, I've always wanted to give back and I want to create that legacy and women to empower them and, you know, to be go-getters and, and not be scared about who you are and what you want and, and not be shamed for it or anything. And, um, you know, and how to help you find resources for that, where to start and then welcome you into the community with no judgment. So it's kind of me in a nutshell. No, I love it. I love that. I love everything you stand for, which is why we connected so easily. Like it was like, it was a no brainer. Like as soon as I met you, it was like instant. It's that same heart. It's the fact that you're in, you know, you're in your, your mid forties as well. So we share that in common. Uh, and the fact that, you know, you're just being who you are, like you're, you're just, you're just who you are. And I think that that speaks volumes to women because there's a lot of women that that are even if they are in their 40s there's still some that are intimidated of of like saying what they want or 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 you know becoming who they really want to be mm-hmm. so I, I think that that you know that that says a lot um mm-hmm. i what do you have a name for your fitness brand or do you go under a certain like do you have a it's not mine or like that. <laughs> um, um, it's called Ascent Fitness. Um, okay. And it's actually um, on my Instagram. My oh, right Instagram on. is okay. like master underscore Melly, but there's pictures and stuff on there. Um, and it's just, it's very, it's like by referral only. Okay. So I kind of, I don't, I put some stuff out there through social media, but it's, it's very private group. I have a private Facebook group for it. Um, and I really only, I cater towards women. Um, I will train men, but it's based on referral and your wife pretty much has to already be my client (laughs) before I let a man in. That's a prerequisite. (laughs) Yeah. Your wife has to be a client and has to speak good things about you. Um, but my clientele is mostly women and it's, you know, middle-aged women who are moms who are, um, like me you know, out there in the workforce, you know, I was in administration and healthcare. I've worked in healthcare for over 30 years and I actually still do. That's my full-time pays the bills kind of deal. Um, but, you know, you're, you're pulled and wearing so many hats and it's like, for me and in, in my fitness journey, 
I kind of got off track with what makes Melissa happy and how can Melissa be healthy? Because I was so focused on being a mom and uh, being a caregiver to everybody around me that you tend to put yourself on the back burner. And I realized I'm not a benefit to anyone if I can't take care of myself and if I'm not healthy. So, and then I'm not really leading by example if I'm telling my kids, you know, go exercise, go do this, eat healthy, you know, and then I'm not doing any of it. So it's like, uh, mom's a hypocrite. <laughs> well, I think that's important. I, and I think when you can marry the two, it's like, uh, it's just, it creates something amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it creates that community for women to, you know, and there's so many different people doing this type of thing. So I'm always fascinated because everybody has their own, you know, small knit community mm-hmm. and, but there's a need for that. Mm-hmm. Like we need that. We need people. We need other people that are in the same similar space because then you share that commonality and you're able to encourage, inspire and uplift. So I think that's, I think that's huge what you're doing. And I think it's really, um, it's definitely needed. And my personal circle is, is really small. I don't, I don't have like a ton of best friends. I have, you know, I don't have a ton of a fan club around me. I'm very private and I keep like-minded individuals around me who are super positive because I ain't got time for negativity. I ain't got time for the drama. That was all in high school. You can keep all that back there. You know, we moving forward in our lives and, you know, I just, I I just have a very small circle that I love um, and my squad and it might be like maybe five people. I'm such a loner Um, and I like my quiet time. I like, I've started to enjoy being by myself because it's helped me realize what I like and and what I don't like and and who I am. And it lets me evaluate myself on a much deeper level. Um, And so I think that has also given me the confidence to where, because I've practiced such self-care over the last couple of years and really kind of got to know me again that I have such confidence now. I'm not going to back down if you have a different opinion or you want to share something with me. I'm going to respect you and say, okay, well, that's good. We just, we're going to agree to disagree. Um, but we're still friends. So. Well, I think that's really important what you said about uh, taking time to get to know who you are because through every season of life, we, we evolve. Yes. So it's like, I know when my son moved out, um, that was a big like a big change in, in how I felt about myself because I no longer, he didn't need that day-to-day interaction or, or attention. So I've had to adjust to, I'm a mom of a 23 year old. And like, even this is just for, you'll appreciate this. Cause I think you, do you have a 23 year old as well? Mm-hmm. But like, he just posted a picture or he posted a picture on his Instagram story and it was like, I just got my, you know, blue belt in, um, in jujitsu. Mm. And so I was like, oh my gosh, that's so amazing. You know? And then I have to question it. Like, do I share that? Like, does he want me to share that? Or is he just telling me? Cause as his mom, I'm like, on his mom, I'm like his biggest fan. Like my kid yeah. just did something so cool, you know? And I want to scream about it. And then I have to like pull myself in check and be like, okay, it's not the same mom that you were before you're in a different place with him. Mm. So like, me snapping the picture and sending it to him and saying, I'm so proud of you. Like way to go, dude, right. You rocked it kind of mm-hmm. thing. So 
you know, it changes with every season of life, like being a mom changes and then Mm -hmm. finding out who you are, even as a professional, as Mm -hmm. a person, like, what do I actually like to do with my time? Mm -hmm. You know, can I be alone for a little bit and not feel like, you know, not feel weird? You know, do I like who I am? That's a big one. (laughs) Exactly. And if you're married and you're empty nesters, it's, do I still like my significant (laughs) other? <laughs> and that's what I told my husband after everybody left. I said, dude, I love you, but we need to like figure out why we still like each other. Like, <laughs> we, we need to go on some dates and we need to have conversations because like when you're raising kids, your conversations revolve around the kids. And it's like, I know what color you like and I know what favorite movies and food and stuff, but we need to like start talking again like we did when we were dating before we had kids. And you know, and I think that's hard on, um, you know, on marriages too, is, is raising kids and then, you know, and then they leave and you're like, what do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's so, it's interesting because I've, Eric and I've been in that place, um, because Jonathan, once he was gone, like, you know, now he's engaged and like, he's mm-hmm. busy being an ER nurse in Charlotte, all that. And then it's, it's, so Eric and I've really taken hold of like making sure we have dates every week. Like we mm-hmm. are so focused on making sure we take time and I would really encourage anybody to do that now. Cause when it is just you and your significant other, mm-hmm. like it's a different ball game. Like, and mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, taking care of that to me is a really important piece. And, mm-hmm. uh, because you both evolve and change, mm-hmm. like there's so much growth that happens mm-hmm. uh, in family dynamics. COVID was a total game changer for a lot of people in their relationships. Yeah. So, uh, you know, it's, it, it's an investment of time um, in Do your you significant that Now that your kids, your son is older, that he now sees you more as a woman and not just mom. I don't, it's weird. I don't know. He and I've always been buddies. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know if he really, I don't know. Like I haven't, he and I've never had that conversation to really see. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely has definitely changed slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I don't know. Like, I don't know how he sees me. So I'm always curious. I'm like, how do you view me? Like, you know, I think with boys, it's different. My sons will always, I think, view me as mom. Mm-hmm. Like my son, Jalen, it's mom. Mm-hmm. mom. <laughs> I got a question. Mom, <laughs> my daughter, be, because we're so close and she's my bestie and I'm like her biggest hype man like if she does something oh it's gonna be posted I'm gonna <laughs> it. you just might as well just not even let me know because I'm gonna hype you up I'm gonna be there with like some music in the background and stuff so but she I think as she's gotten older and become a woman and come into her own she's now understanding man you know my mom is actually pretty freaking awesome as a woman. And it's kind of made us a little closer on a couple different levels. That's so awesome. I love that. And I, I think as far as my son goes, I think Jay and I have always, we've always been tight. Like I've always been, um, you know, mama, <laughs> mama, yeah. mama, mama. Um, I think I'll always be that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do like, he'll call me when he wants, like, if he's been stressed at his job or he has something happen, like he'll, he'll call me and I just listen. So we have more of that going on now, I think than ever, like it wasn't because I'm not with him all the time. So when he mm-hmm. really needs to like talk about something or, or, you know, 
confide or vent, like he'll call me for that. So that's been a different, a di- and he's calling me. It's not me calling him. Calling him. Yeah, What's going, going on? What, I saw yeah. something on your social media. Right. What do you mean? What are you doing? What is that yeah. all about? <laughs> so, you know, it's that kind of thing. So it's, it's definitely different. And, and, um, uh, and I appreciate it. And, and it, I'll tell you what it has helped me with is my relationship with my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, it has helped me see the switch, like between Jonathan and I, like seeing that transition and realizing like, oh my, I remember when that happened with my mom and she really struggled, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. really struggled. And I was able to call her a couple of weeks ago and tell her cause um, she, we were her world. Like mm-hmm. the three of us, she, she lived for us, mm-hmm. like lived for us, everything. Like my sister or brother would both tell you, like everything was about like mom, everything. Mm-hmm. And then she's had to adjust and change. So now she's busy with her own life. My sister called me the other day and she's like, Hey, you, you found mom. Like, you know where she's at? I'm like, she's busy. I was like, mom is busy. I said, she doesn't pick up my call anymore. Like she has to get back to me. So the other day I called her and and she was just talking away. And I was like, mom, do you realize how strong you are? I was like, you for so long, we were your world. And mm-hmm. you would cry when we wouldn't call and reach out. And I said, now, like, look how strong you are. You're so busy in your own way, like, mm-hmm. you know, and doing your own thing. And I was like, I'm so proud of you for finding that inner strength, even, you know, for you to be like, no, this is, I'm Priscilla. I'm not. Yeah. Juliana Daniel and, and, you know, Celia's mom, like where mm-hmm. that's all it was for the longest time. So I think that speaks to what you're saying about, you know, taking time to find out who you are, like not wrapping your identity up in one person or your children or exactly. your career or your significant other, like mm-hmm. who are you as a person? And that is the hardest quest that we go through is just trying to figure that out because it's, you know, just the past genetic patterns and, and family, um, you know, social life with who you keep around you and, you know, just a bunch of different environmental going on and that impact that. And you just got to, I think, feel like sometimes you got to disconnect, just cut it off and spend that time with yourself and get to know yourself again. Yeah, I love, I love every bit of that because I think it is key. I think it is important. And I think it's a huge part of, of how we transition uh, mm-hmm. so that things don't rock you. So mm-hmm. like if your identity is wrapped up in one thing and it changes, like that you don't just fall apart. Like that's mm-hmm. a part of you, but that's not all of you. Yeah. So you're able to pivot you. a little better. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really important. Well, I want to get back to like the whole active thing. Cause I know that you train and you have like, um, this, uh, fitness, uh, brand and group, but I want to know, have you always been active or was this like something that you kind of like has happened as an adult? It's more happened as I've been an adult. Um, I was active as a child. I played, you know, the sports that you play in high school and in elementary, I played volleyball and I did some cheerleading. Um, I did karate and participated in brownies and was a Girl Scout and all that stuff growing up. But I was always like the little chubby kid and always had weight issues growing up. Um, Always loved food, still do. You know, none of that's changed. But I was always like the little little chubby kid. And um, it wasn't until I got into high school, closer to graduation, 
and I signed up for this weightlifting class. And I was like, man, I'm going to go in here and lift some weights. Let me go see what this is all about. And I had a female coach and the class was predominantly female. And I was kind of amazed because I thought like football players and stuff would be in there. Not that I was trying to meet anybody, but (laughs) I was like, you know, I was kind of surprised. And when we went in there and I started learning the fundamentals of, of lifting and fitness and just how to take care of your body and, um, practicing movement and how to eat nutritionally, it was, it was a game changer for me. And I really found my passion where I had a lot of stress going on at home growing up to where I was able to go and have this outlet. And then I was surrounded by all my girlfriends who it was different body types in there. We all looked very different. And um, we would just empower each other, like, go girl, how much are you going to squat today? Yeah, get that weight. Um, so it was just super empowering. And that's kind of where my love for, I think, just being in the gym and, and working out and, and doing weightlifting. Weightlifting is my passion. It's kind of like The Rock says, you know, you go to the iron. You know, I get stressed and I go to the gym, I put my earbuds in and I just go and start lifting and block everything out and get really sweaty and so fatigued I can't walk and I just feel amazing afterwards. Um, But it wasn't until like as I got older that it was after my children. So I, I got married and started having kids and started my career in healthcare and um you know, my life at that point was surrounded with my family and I needed to, to be here and I needed to serve here at that point. And my health got out of control. Um, in 2017, I had put on like a massive amount of weight at the highest. I think I was like almost 300 pounds and I had never been like over 200 and I was in corporate healthcare. I was on track trying to be a COO and burning the candle at both ends. I was traveling a lot and I just, it got to the point I saw my doctor and he's like, Melissa, you're going to stroke out. He said, you're pre-hypoglycemic, pre-diabetic, you know, your ankles are swelling, you're holding fluid, you're gonna, you're gonna have a stroke. And he's like, you need to make some life changing decisions now. And if you don't, you're not going to make it with your kids. And it took him sitting down and having like that heart to heart talk with me. Um, And I remember I came home that night and sat down with my husband. And I'm like, I need to make some changes. And that's when you know, we've been talking about, I had to go in and evaluate what makes Melissa happy. Is Melissa's goals on trying to get to the corporate ladder and be as high up as I can, what Melissa really wants anymore? Has my goals somehow need to be realigned to something different? And that night I made a decision that I was going to step down from my corporate position and that I was going to go into a different role in my job. And I was going to take a huge step on concentrating on my health and my wellness. And that meant um, stepping down from my position, um, cutting my hours. I stopped traveling. 
I worked eight five. Um, didn't work on weekends. If you send something to me after five o'clock, it's a hard pass. You're not getting a response from Melissa. And I started setting boundaries and I started doing CrossFit, which if you are a, a, a bigger woman, that's a little harder movement for you. It was very challenging. My husband loved it. He did it with me because he's my hype man. Um, but it was very challenging, but I loved it. And I was blessed with a fantastic coach at CrossFit who saw my potential and I kind of, it was full circle. I feel like life is always full circle. It brought me back to the weightlifting and it helped me with my stress. And, um, I did that for about two years and then I left there and went into more of a, a club gym atmosphere and started lifting there and was approached about, have you ever considered bodybuilding? And I was like, really? No, you think I can do that? <laughs> yeah, you can do that. And at that point, I was a certified cycle instructor. You know, I had taken my fitness journey to just a whole different level. Once I started losing weight and started connecting with myself, it was just, I was in competition with me. And it was, <clears throat> what's the next level? What, what can you do now? And my body was fascinating me in ways that had never done before because I was transforming and I was gaining this endurance that I had never had before. And it was like, man, I didn't know I could jump that high. I didn't know I could bend like that. And I certainly didn't know I could lift like that. So it was just this huge transformation. And Everything I've done from there, from bodybuilding to powerlifting, it's been, what can I do next? Where can I take my body to the next, the next level? Um, and what am I having fun with? Everything I do is all about, it's, it's got to be fun. I'm not going to do it because someone's like, hey, come join us. Even though I do have mad FOMO, but it's like, come, you know, I want to do it for fun and I'm highly competitive. So I always want to go and win but if I don't I'm not crushed because I'm trying to enjoy the journey at the same time that's awesome uh, that was one of my questions was to find out what got you you know into competing and what that you know what that experience was like for you mm -hmm. um you know coming from the competition circuit and that's where I spent most of my 20s and 30s um you know I loved it for the journey purpose I loved it mm -hmm. for the connection purpose I really for me, uh, from a competitive side, yes, I always wanted to do well, but it was more about the experience of it than it was necessarily to like, you know, win a place or, you mm -hmm. know, any of that. However, that did become more of a driver as I got into my forties and I was wrapping up that season of my life. So, um, but I'm always fascinated, you know, what draws somebody into it. And the fact that you've seen so much transformation in yourself over the, I mean, from the time like going back to when you first started weightlifting, it's amazing. Like you said, full circle, like it brought you right back to that. Mm -hmm. And that become your stress reliever and has become a place for you. I would say it has given you confidence. It does most definitely. Yeah. And I think it just doesn't need to be like not physical appearance, um, you know, aesthetically, I think just the strength that I've gained from it. And 
you know, now I'm, I'm not competing right now. Um, I'm working more on just having fun and doing what I love. And my goal right now is I just want to be strong. I'm working on my biceps. I want bigger biceps. <laughs> I don't want like biceps I have to have symmetry to get on stage and I have to have this chisel. I'm doing it because I just want big biceps. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you want to flex. I want to flex. Yeah, I want some triceps poking out in the back. Yeah, and I'm just really kind of having fun with it. And I don't really have a game plan. You know, I eat healthy the majority of the time. I eat very clean. And um, and I work out, you know, five to six days a week. And I always have movement every day, whether I'm walking or doing something. Um, and I've just, I've been doing all kinds of different things. My girlfriend does burn boot camp. So I get up and go do burn boot camp with her some mornings. My other girlfriend does yoga. We go do that. Really wanting to go do pole dancing. I've been scoping out the classes. I don't I know if I can. We'll have to. We'll have to get a group. I think. Yes. We'll do I don't that. know if I can swing like that, but that's like my next thing. Is pole dancing. I think that's really where pink will show up. <laughs> I'm just going to wear some heels. There you go. I know. Who doesn't love a good pair of heels and like yes. strut? Like, come on, that's amazing. Well, I want to fast forward to like, okay, so you've done the competing thing. You've, uh, you've been involved in fitness. You, like you said, you, this is like your lifestyle. This is what you do. Now you have taken on a volunteer role with girls on the run, which I just absolutely love. You're not just volunteering, but you're coaching. So I would love to dive into a little bit about that. Like what inspired you to want to coach young women and especially uh, in, in this type of setting with running. Mm -hmm. um, so girls on the run, this will be my second year coaching girls on the run. I got into it about three years ago. Actually, um, the some of the cycle classes that I taught at a different club um, some of the moms were in there and took the classes and a couple of the moms bring their young girls in there. And they're like third between like fourth, fifth grade level. And they come and they'd cycle. And I've built relationships with some of these young women. And one in particular, me and her mom was very close. And she'd asked me, she says, you know, can you come and be a buddy runner with Sid one year? And I was like, a buddy runner? I was like, what, what is that? And she's like, you just sign up as a buddy and you just run with her. I'm like, I can be a hype man. Okay, I can be a buddy <laughs> runner. I was like, what do I wear? Do I get to wear a tutu? Kind of tell me what I get to do. And so I went and did the um, the 5K run that they do in May um, up in towards Still Creek. And we trained for it. She would come in, she would do cycle. And I was like, girl, you know, I'm competitive. If we're going to do this, we need to be in the front of the pack. <laughs> and she was like, okay. <laughs> so it really, it was so much fun. And she would create her own workout programs for me. We would, I would get done teaching a 60 minute cycle class. And this girl would have me out there doing battle ropes after a cycle class. And then she'd have me doing push-ups. And I said, if you are ever a personal trainer, I need you to forewarn me because you're going to kill somebody. Um, but it was so much fun. And to see her confidence, just it, it, it just went through this ceiling. And then when we went and ran, she ended up being the first one in her school to cross the line. And her face just lit up. And she, you know, is um, she's not a small girl. And she has struggled with bullies in school 
and self-confidence. And she, girls nowadays seem to just sprout and look like women at such a young age. And she's starting to develop like that. And, you know, unfortunately, when you're looking like that and you're still in elementary school, people pick on you. And, you know, had, I wouldn't say she had body dysmorphia, but, you know, there was things about her that she wasn't particularly happy about. So it was a lot of, um, Girls on the Run is a lot of, um, my coaching is more encouraging and instilling self-confidence and self-worth in them and letting them know that your body is perfect the way it is and that you need to love yourself, and that you are unique. You don't need to look like these TikTok and Instagram models that you see that, you know, you're unique. God made you for a very specific reason. You have very specific set of gifts that no one else in this world has, and that's why we love you. We love you for you. Don't change a thing. Speak your mind. Be bold. And that's what I love about coaching. And so I started, I partnered with a school last year to kind of figure out the game plan and how everything ran. And um, we had a group of 10 girls and it was just crazy. Them girls are crazy. I had so much fun. Oh my gosh, they ran circles around me. It was like having my granddaughters around me. I was so tired. But this year, me and... Um, just like you have a bestie, Leah, I have a bestie, Rebecca, and she has her own fitness brand and me and her are partnering together to coach girls on the run. And we're starting our own team this year. Um, so awesome. I love that. I freaking I'm so love excited. That. Now my girl is probably going to age out this year, but you know what, if you age out, come work out and they don't focus on just the fitness capacity of getting in shape to run a 5k girls on the run. You actually get like workbooks. And we sit down for 30 minutes every time we meet and we talk about self-worth and bullying and how you view yourself. And we talk about key words like be amazing and superstar. And we give <laughs> ourselves like these really cool rad names and you are partnered with other girls around you that, and we all share stories. And it's very much like the be amazing group. It's a community and you're teaching these girls that one, as a woman, as a female, we're not in competition with each other. And that's, I think, huge with society is they is, you know, out here in the world, it's, you know, kind of dog eat dog and it's, you know, she's got something you don't have. So, you know, you should not be kind to her. Well, why not? Why can't she be my friend? So that's what I love about Girls on the Run. I'm so excited. Um, I should be getting an email in December about um, turning everything in and registration. So hopefully I'll be starting practices in late February, early March. I love that. Uh, I actually, I got to sit down with the Girls on the Run. Would have been last year. Uh, mm -hmm. It was like right before we did the Be Amazing 5K. Um, mm -hmm. I actually met with a team of coaches and we sat down and talked about Girls on the Run. And I just, what they do, what they stand for is, is so amazing to have that for young women. And, mm -hmm. um, just the fact that you're teaching self-confidence at an early age, like I would have loved to have had that when mm -hmm. I was in my, you know, awkwardness and feeling mm -hmm. alone and isolated. And, you know, all the things I struggled with were things I still struggle with as an adult. 
but mm-hmm. like realizing like, wow, you're really helping. You're going to really help steer and shape somebody's viewpoint and giving them tools that they can carry on as they get older. So I freaking love the whole messaging and, and everything that it stands for. So I, that's, and that's awesome that they have you as a coach. That's incredible because you're doing this with adults, but now you're doing it with young women as well. And it's just awesome. Well, I think it's me who's actually pretty lucky. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're lucky to have you. And I know the girls, you and know, they are definitely unfiltered. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes it even more fun. Because they just say whatever, like bring yes. it on. <laughs> well, I feel like we've talked about like so many different things. And, um, you know, I think you really talked about that. I was going to ask you like, what big challenge have you had? Well, really, you've told me about the challenges you've had. And I think, I think the challenge of you sitting down with your husband and making that decision not to keep climbing the ladder, like, and realize how important your health is. Like what a huge like step that was. And I know that that took a lot Mm -hmm. for you to make that decision. What would you say to someone that might be facing something similar right now? I would say you're not alone. There are women who are here to support you and uplift you and um, that everything happens for a reason and we all go through different chapters in our lives and focusing on that self-evaluation and really asking yourself, am I happy with what I'm doing at this time? What, what is my purpose? And that's my big question that I ask myself on a continuous basis is what's my purpose? And am I happy with what I'm feeling as my purpose right now? And if the response that I get back is, is not one that, that I feel is, is going to serve me in a way in which, um, I want to be happy. I want to have mental clarity. Um, I, I want to have that love in my life, then, then I don't need it. And I think as you make the hard decisions, it gets so much easier because things that you think that are really difficult decisions really aren't, they're really not. Once you make that one big hurdle jump, the rest, it's just all downhill. It's everything is not as big as what you think it is. And you just got to take that leap of faith and trust that that intuition voice that you have within that saying something's not going right right now you need to fix it you know whether you have to take that huge leap that I had to take um or whether it's just a little tiny tiny baby change you got to start somewhere um you know and you've got to look within and see what ultimately makes you happy and what what's your purpose now that's so on point I think that's something that we all, I think everyone struggles with like purpose. And I think the changes, the season, it changes. Like, I think Mm -hmm. that like what you might be doing in this season is for season. Some Mm -hmm. people it's like, it continues on some people, it changes to something different. So -hmm. I think it's important to be in touch with yourself and like knowing, like um, asking yourself those questions consistently. All right. Well, I'm going to switch gears on you because two things I want to know. Okay. I want to know what's your favorite workout <laughs> and I want to know what song on your playlist right now is like your motivator. Oh my gosh. 
Um, so my favorite workout, obviously, I think I answered that is I love weightlifting, but you know, I'm kind of right now, my workouts are what is fun. So I'm wanting to branch off into pole dancing. So, <laughs> um, that's what's kind of coming up. Um, my favorite song. So, um, I don't really have a favorite song. I have a playlist and I love trash hip hop, gangster, um, trap music. <laughs> and it's like the more, the more ratchet, the better I like it. It's horrible. I know, but it hypes me up. Oh my gosh. Like I'll, I just almost want to like beat my chest when I'm in the gym in front of the men and I'm like deadlifting or something. And I'm like, oh, like you have no idea what I'm listening to. Like I'm listening to like Make Dog and Snoop Dog and all that. I'm just, oh my gosh, Cardi B and everybody like, oh my gosh. And my husband hates it. He doesn't like to be in the car with me if I play my playlist. He won't do the third music down. <laughs> he hates it. But, um. <laughs> he um you know he endures it but yeah I just and I when I teach my cycle classes I'm known for like my club mixes so I bring in that type of music into my cycle classes but I try to take like the explicit lyrics out but when I'm working out no it's explicit it's <laughs> there's no holes barred when I'm working out so yeah that's that's my vice it's it's gangsta music. <laughs> so listen, if you want Melissa's trash playlist, you got to DM her. <laughs> DM me. I've got hundreds of playlists from cycle classes and I've I got uh, a couple that I've like, you know, come full circle. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I love it. I have all these playlists too and I re and cycle them. And then it's like, I always tend to have the same, I pull some of the same songs because like those songs, they never, it's just all, they always motivate me. So I'm like, pull it, put it in that one. Yeah. Add a few new songs, but I still got my good ones in there. So my motivators. Well, when we were doing the Be Amazing and um, I was competing in it and we had to turn in like a song that kind of spoke to us, I was going through my playlist and I was really thinking, <laughs> what is appropriate? <laughs> I was like, I can't send her this. She doesn't know me that well yet. And I may not be asked to return. So I need to like send her some Demi Lovato. <laughs> and I'll hold off on the gangster rap after the movie conference. I'll send her the one of confidence. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I knew we would have fun talking about music. Cause like, that's like, as soon as you said that to me earlier, I was like, wait, don't talk about it now. Let's wait for the podcast. It was so fun. <laughs> uh, before I let you go, I do want to ask one question. And, and this is one that I always ask everyone. Is there anything on your heart? Like that you feel like that we didn't talk about that you feel that's really, you're really passionate or that, you know, is something that you feel like you need to share right now? Um, I just think that the message that I like to portray out here in the universe is, you know, I'm all about leaving a legacy behind and, um, you know, having the next person follow in the footsteps and leave a legacy too. And, you know, one of the things that you had asked me was, did I have like a favorite quote or anything earlier? And one of my favorite quotes is from my Angelo and it's still, uh, still I rise. And I actually have it tattooed on my arm 
because it's very significant to me. Um, and part of my brand ascent is a phoenix because I feel like in certain points of our lives, we're all rising from ash and there are going to be points where we have to rebuild. And I tattooed this on my arm because I look at it every day and it tells me no matter what adversity you're going through, still you're going to rise. You're going to overcome it and there is an end to it. And although the end may not look as great as you think it is, but you're going to be a phoenix when you come out of it. So just push through. So I think, you know, leaving a legacy and just rising, rising through it and knowing you're not alone and that there's women here who support you, who are going to hold your hand through it, motivate you and push you, give you that kick in the butt if you need it. Well, this is everything. I think you just, the way you wrap that up is exactly what I uh, think of when I think about you and, you know, you are that person that not only has overcome challenges in your own life, but you're constantly encouraging, inspiring other women to do the same. So thank you so much for being on today, taking time out of your day to share your story. And I look forward to sharing the episode. But what I do also want to do is make sure that people can connect with you. So where can they find you on social media? Um, so if you're on Instagram, you can find me on master underscore Melly. It's M-E-L-L-I. Um, and you're welcome to DM me. Um, and then my Facebook is just my name, Melissa Bisney. Um, and you can Facebook me. And then um, if you're interested in being a part of the private Ascent Fitness group, um, just become a friend with me on Facebook and let me know you're interested. And I will throw you into the group because we have openings. Um, we are not picky about who we bring in. We want all the people. I love that. That's so awesome. All the people. So all the people. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Well, I, again, thank you so much for being on today. This was super fun. So I can't wait to share it. Well, thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me today. If you like the podcast, please like and share this with other women in your life. You can find out more about SweatNet on SweatNet.com or follow them on Instagram at SweatNet and SweatNet Charlotte. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Smart. Stay tuned for the next episode of the SweatNet Be Amazing podcast.